Welcome to the first episode of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. Hi, and I'm Adam. And we're here to talk Star Wars news, reviews, and our points of view. Was that grammatically correct, Adam? Yeah, it sounded good to me. We're good to go. <laughs> so right now, I'm imagining your your awesome sound piece that you came up with introing our, our show. I couldn't hear it right now, but I'm so excited to go back and listen to it because it was awesome. Yeah, man, I hope it uh, I hope it all flows together nicely. This is all... This is all going to be trial and error for a little bit, I think. Yeah, this is my first time ever doing a podcast, so definitely going to be working some kinks out for sure. So I wanted to start with kind of our our intros into Star Wars. Um, I think that's a great place to start. So um, I'll I'll ask you first, what got you into Star Wars in the first place? I mean, it, it sounds so like cliche, and I think like everybody probably says something similar about about it but i uh been watching star wars since i can remember like i can't even remember what age i was when i first started watching star wars uh but i remember watching it like i remember mm-hmm. my dad going to uh to a video store and then picking up uh, it was uh empire strikes back and i remember him saying you know this is the next one check this one out that type of stuff right uh but i really don't remember like what age that was I don't remember anything about that. I just remember that I've been watching Star Wars, you know, that far back. And, and as long as you can remember. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and what I really do remember getting into is when I found out about things like, you know, books and comics. And that that's, those stories didn't stop uh, with the movies. And I didn't find that out until probably 7th or 8th grade uh, at my high school library. Mm-hmm. when I found you know, a couple, a couple Star Wars novels sitting on a shelf. I'm like, what the heck is this? And, you know, that took me down a, a huge rabbit hole of what I found out was the, was an expanded universe. And I've been re- mm-hmm. reading novels and starting to read comics, you know, ever since that. So, so it sounds like for you, it didn't end with return of the Jedi. Mm-mm. No. And you know, the weird, like the weird thing was like, that didn't even, I didn't even find that out until the prequels were happening because the first book that I read was like a uh, a young Obi Wan, uh, like a, a like a young adult type novel mm-hmm. uh, about a young Padawan Obi Obi Wan um, from the prequels, and you know from there I found the the Thrawn trilogy and I started reading the New Jedi Order and all all the different things and hasn't stopped then and still reading new canon material and even legends material today so definitely definitely um yeah, so, yeah i think about um, well i i guess i similar beginnings but you know a little bit different um my first memory is um you know having the the vhs tape at home of of a new hope um at my grandma's house and uh just watching that and um you know just being kind of blown away by that as and I think I was about 10 years old probably which I think is just the the prime age to start watching Star Wars um yeah, you know George sure. Lucas yep. always talks about how you know it's a it's a movie for with kids in mind 10 year olds 12 10 year olds 12 year olds you know that that type of age yeah um and from there like I remember around that time it must have been you know around 1997 um when the special editions were being re-released in the theaters. And so I remember going um, to see the Empire Strikes Back in the theater and then like 
a few weeks later or something like that, they had Return of the Jedi too. Mm -hmm. um, so just seeing those on the big screen, like the first time I saw Empire, the first time I saw Return of the Jedi, it was on the big screen. And um, that's, that's awesome. Those, yeah. And so those became my two favorite Star Wars movies and they, and they still are. Um, and so yeah, from there, you yeah. know, I, I'd, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just confirming your story. <laughs> yes. Yes. So at that point, you know, unlike you, I thought the, the story kind of ended with return of the Jedi. Um, and a couple years later, the prequels came out and everything, you know, we had the mm -hmm. Phantom Menace and, and, sure. you know, I was in my teenage years when, uh, episodes one, two, and three came out and everything. Um, and, you know, of course, at the time, I, I, I loved them and, you know, and was really into the prequels and everything. And, you know, I, I kind of changed viewpoints on the prequels a couple of times throughout my life. But, um, but I didn't really, you know, get into the expanded universe or, or anything like that. I, I didn't know any of that stuff really sure. existed. So for me, it was pretty limited to the to the films and um, which I think brings us to maybe. Are, are two different perspectives on Star Wars and yeah. kind of the title of this podcast being from a certain point of view. So my, my thinking going into this was, you know, I, from a certain point of view is mentioned quite a bit in Star Wars by a few characters. And um, just thinking like how you and I both have different points of view on Star Wars. And I think, you know, everybody who's a Star Wars fan has their own point of view and, you know, sometimes we can argue about those mm -hmm. points of view or, or have debates, but I think ultimately the idea is you want to kind of look at each person's point of view and, and find some middle ground and, and find some areas where, where you do agree and even where you disagree. So, yeah, sure. And, uh, I've been, I've been saving this up that I think we need to talk about, and I know that this has been beat to death. <laughs> sure. Um, but I think that we do need to talk about um, The Last Jedi at some point because mm -hmm. I've been thinking Definitely. about that. And I, th I think we just need to have a little chat on it. I don't want to, I don't want to give away all my cards at this point, but I, I think, you know, for the zero people that listen to this, it's, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, if there is anybody listening, um, you know, I think just, just a little a brief kind of talk about the last Jedi, very brief since, you know, we could do a whole podcast on the last Jedi. Yeah. Um, the, you know, my, from my point of view, um, I, I like the last Jedi and I enjoy it very much mm -hmm. after my initial reaction was negative towards it. But then, you know, on multiple viewings, I, I came to appreciate what it is. And I, I actually do love the movie. Um, and Adam's kind of on a, on a different end of the spectrum there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've been on a, I mean, I don't, it's been negative. I mean, mm -hmm. but uh, like I said, I want to talk about that more. Um, yeah. I've actually, not to, not to get too far in, I mean, I've actually taken a little bit of a break from Star Wars for the last year or so. Right. Um, haven't been reading as much. I'm trying to get caught up on all that now. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's circle back to this at some point in the future, because, uh, points of view, like, like we've talked about before, they've, um, they can clash and we've definitely seen that in the, in the fandom as a whole lately. Oh, for sure. But, uh, you know, points of view can also shift and I think we need to talk about that too. So. Yeah. And I think, I think the quote for me that really inspired 
the title of this podcast is from Obi-Wan from Return of the Jedi when he tells Luke, he says, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think that's such a true statement. And, you know, we could have completely different points of view that shape our our own truths and our own viewpoints. And um, I think just uh, just if I can say one more thing really briefly about The Last Jedi, and I think even thinking about um, your love for the expanded universe. Um, I think what happens sometimes is, you know, especially for lovers of the of the EU. I think, you know, you read the Thrawn trilogy and and those novels and seeing the characters of of you know Luke, Han, and Leia and going in a certain direction and then, um, you know, so you're you're kind of you've experienced that and then so you have all these thoughts in your mind about how this sequel trilogy is going to go, how the last Jedi in particular is going to go with the treatment of Luke Skywalker and his character. And um, so I think it disappointed a lot of people who kind of had these certain preconceived notions of how Luke was going to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of people had that reaction um, to the last Jedi where I went into it, not having read any of, of the EU or the, you know, the, the Thrawn trilogy or anything like that. Sure. Um, so I think that makes a difference. And I think, yeah, yeah. But, and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of Luke has always been my main sticking point, uh, on, on the last Jedi, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, I've been doing some, some reading and some research and we'll talk about that in, in more depth at some point. So. Definitely. Definitely. So I think the main point is we, we have different points of view and that's the idea behind this podcast is to, you know, share those and embrace those and, and respect those different points of view. And, you know, I think, uh, I think toxic fandom can be created, um, from not appreciating each other's point of view. Sure. Um, and that's where a lot of the problems came in, in the star Wars fandom. I think just, you know, there's a difference between, um, seeing something that you don't like and don't agree with and then like boycotting or sending, you know, hurtful or hateful things to creators of that of that content mm-hmm. um so I, you know i think i think there's a big difference there and um yeah. i think the idea of our podcast is to try to kind of marry our two points of view so yeah for sure okay so um what our normal show is going to look like is we're going to have three major sections um, we have news reviews and then points of view um so you know the news is obviously just anything that's um in the headlines for star Wars of, for that week, um, reviews, it could be, um, you know, it could be a trailer reaction. It could be a review of an episode of the Mandalorian. It could be a review of the rise of Skywalker, you know, any reviews that we have for that week. Um, and then our points of view is just some other topic about star Wars that we want to talk about and kind of give our, our point of view on. Um, does that sound about right, Adam? Yeah. And you know, just like any, any podcast i think you just be aware that any of those at any given time in any week you know one of those segments could take up a lot more time than another or you know maybe one segment kind of just kind of has to take over the show like i'm thinking specifically of weeks when certain things like rise of skywalker might premiere that we might have to spend a lot of time on a review for that and absolutely uh, so it is subject to change yeah for sure but yeah that's our kind of rhyming and uh you know <laughs> takes the yeah. name of the show 
into account and all that stuff so you can count on news reviews and points of view definitely i love it um so we're going to get ready to and well today even the format today is going to be a little different from our general format as as we're going to be talking about um a couple trailers the rise of skywalker and the mandalorian but are you ready to cue the cue the sound for our news yeah yeah let's get all right adam go ahead and cue that well you want the bad news or the really bad news we're going to dive into the news for this week and our our main topic our main headline is that benioff and weiss are out um when it comes to their star wars trilogy or series of, of movies that they were set to make and um you know this this news broke was it monday adam do you remember i believe so i think it was I'd, monday I'd maybe to, I'd have to um back it was somewhere around there yeah so I typically go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for my Star Wars news. Um, they, they're very reliable and, and definitely provide accurate information. I mean, they they broke the Obi-Wan news like pretty early before it was officially announced. Um, so they've been, they're really spot on with things. And um, so I'm looking at Star Wars NewsNet right now and, and just kind of some quotes that I pulled um, when it comes to um, the Benioff and Weiss deal going south. Um, so looking at kind of what they said um they are regrettably stepping away um there are only so many hours in the day Mm -hmm. and we felt we could not do justice to both star wars and our netflix projects um and then kathleen kennedy went on to say that um david and dan are incredible storytellers we hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on star wars Mm mm-hmm um so good pr speak on both parts yeah (laughs) um yeah i think there's definitely more to Mm -hmm. the story than than meets the eye here yeah um it it sparked a huge conversation yeah for sure and i I think even more things came out later in the week Mm -hmm. um so even do you mind if i start with my initial reaction to this yeah go for it i mean and then uh, yeah go for it and then i'd like to talk about me some of the conflicting reports because I think they really were kind of like maybe not totally conflicting but there was definitely mm-hmm. two at least two different different uh, perspectives on this whole thing so yeah 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 hearing, hearing a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, so my initial reaction to this was very disappointed um, very sad about this and, and for me it's because I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan um, Game of Thrones is my probably my favorite TV show of all time. I think it it did things to the landscape of TV um, that just changed the way shows are made um, and what you can do on television. Um, so and, and just the content that they do on Game of Thrones, just with the, the different houses, with um, you know the political intrigue behind it and everything, um, and just the type of storytelling they do. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to see that in star wars with particularly like the old republic um and and looking at you know maybe the the origins or the the war between this the sith and the jedi and you know just i had thoughts of seeing kit harrington with like a lightsaber (laughs) um you know just all these things that entered my mind that i was very excited about so yeah i was very disappointed now i know there was probably some people who were who were jumping for joy because maybe they didn't like season eight um, and how things went in season eight of Game of Thrones. Um, I'm kind of on the other side of that where 
there were a couple things that happened that I didn't agree with, but um, but I saw how those characters came to make those decisions that a lot of people disagreed with. And, you know, I think it was just one of those things where I stepped back and was like, okay, that didn't go how I thought it would, but I can still appreciate um, what they did here in the, the time, the energy, the, the blood, sweat and tears they put. In. So um, I'm kind of on the other side of, of that reaction where I was pretty disappointed by this news. So yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on this? I Adam? Mean, my reactions probably a little more flat because like, Game of Thrones just hasn't ever really been my personal thing, so I didn't really sure. have that attachment to it. But then, my my reaction when even when the news first broke was kind of like, okay, let's just wait and see because like I, I we really didn't even know what they were working on until some of these reports came out last week, right? About what they might have been working on, uh, which, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, was a, was a Jedi origin story, right? Um, now, had I known that and known, you know, some of the ideas that they had a year ago, you know, I, that would have given me some time to think about this and get excited for it. But being that we really didn't know anything about the project until it was already done, it was like a, for me, it was more like a, you know, well, <laughs> guess we're not getting that now type of thing. So it's, it's really, right. Gotcha. So it, it didn't wasn't really more hit you as hard as it hit me. Sure. Yeah. It wasn't really a disappointment to me as it was. Uh, it, it became an interesting discussion piece because of some of the larger implications for this. So, so the first thing is, you know, maybe why, why this happened, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, this seems to be a pattern that's happening with yeah, it, it's happened Star Wars already uh, about four ish times now. Um, yeah, not, you had what you had Lord and Miller with Solo, Lord and Miller, Colin Trevorrow, Trevorrow with Episode Nine. If you count Gareth Edwards and Rogue One because he didn't actually come back for the uh, for the reshoots for that. Right, they brought Tony Gilroy in for that. Yeah, and now uh, Benioff and Weiss. Uh, right. So yeah, it's it's been happening a good bit. So you know the the initial reasons th- that were given were they were too busy. All right. Yeah. Which I, I <laughs> which immediately it's, it's I, I started interrupting immediately. I was like, okay, that's BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that, I think I think what got people the most riled up is because you know, that kind of happened with Game of Thrones too, where some of that was abbreviated because of their work beginning on Star Wars, right? Right. So, so there's definitely some irony there, a, I think. Yeah, so there's a there's a narrative that's starting to pop up around Benioff and Weiss, you know, that they're leaving, or I guess not leaving, but they're not giving their full attention to Game of Thrones because of Star Wars, okay? Yeah. So they get to Star Wars and now they're leaving because they're too busy <laughs> with, with other things. So, I mean, right. it's... it's there's a bit of a pattern popping up around them, but like you said, there's also a pattern popping up around Star Wars too. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the uh, one of the articles that broke after this mainly kind of said that Benioff and Weiss were actually out after the uh, the finale of Game of Thrones, and we're just finding about those uh, out about this now. Which, yeah, that was um, that was where my mind went originally. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I, I, I thought this has everything to right. do with the, the, fan reactions to season eight, and um, it's bad, bad PR for Star Wars, and they want right. to 
kind of stay away from that. That was that but, was where my mind went. Yeah, and I can see how that is, but it's also kind of weird that that didn't get out until now. You know, but that's what right. six months, five and a half months, mm-hmm. or something like that. That's a long time. Yeah, uh, before something like that would leak, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then something else that popped up, which I actually think drives a little bit better with everything that's been going on uh, going on around this, is that Ka- is that Kathleen Kennedy wasn't real jazzed with the Netflix deal, right? Sure. And I I can see that being a main reason for their exit at this point. Like, you know, they. Yeah, I mean, there's like, definitely a larger thing going on between Netflix and and Disney, where sure. you know a lot of Disney's. Mm-hmm content is you know yes, being right pulled so, from netflix and everything else right so for kathleen kennedy from a corporate standpoint being a disney employee more or less at this point um you know that 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 creates a sticking point right because your main director for your next main trilogy in disney's crown jewel of sci-fi is also going to be splitting time with a main competitor at this point right yeah, that would have been very difficult to make that work for sure. Yeah, and then also, uh, you know, their their work on Netflix is uh, basically starting now, so they're basically splitting their time. And Kathleen Kennedy, as a executive for Lucasfilm, I'm sure she doesn't like that idea either, because you'd like them to focus their time and attention on Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, I mean, I. And then there were some really weird stories that I saw bro- uh, break later in the week about how you know Lucasfilm is limiting creative control and all on all yeah. this stuff. And to that, I say, of course they are. <laughs> Why right. wouldn't that, they? And that's <laughs> like, where my concern goes. Like, but for me, like that's obvious, right? Yeah, I think to an extent you have to you know, protect the brand and sure. be careful with it because of the canon. Sure. And because like you mentioned earlier in the week to me, um, you know, the story group and just keeping everything um, tight with the story. And I, I get that. I think from my, my concern is, um, you know, very, very talented people wanting to stay away from star Wars because of the lack of creative control because of toxic fandom. I worry that, mm-hmm. you know, talented people are going to stay away from star Wars and um, you know, we're not, at the end of the day, you know, you have to trust the people that you hire in my mind to, um, to create and to kind of, you know, execute their vision. Um, but I definitely understand being cautious with star Wars and, and everything. I just don't want like the storytelling to be, um, kind of dumbed down and commercialized in a way. Um, it's hard for me to explain what I mean by that, but just like, you know, I kind of like, like deep storytelling stories that make you think and that, that challenge you. And, um, you know, I, I want to see some of that in star Wars still. So that's, that's my concern. Yeah. And I don't think that, I honestly don't think that you'd lose that because I think that, like, I, I think that, uh, what we've seen out of star Wars in the last, what was it? Five, it's five years now since, um, the, the Disney uh, buyout. But, yeah. I don't think that we've seen that that limitation in Star Wars yet, and I don't. Think yeah, I would agree. That, yeah. I would agree. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I the most think... commercial sort of of the movies is probably The Force Awakens, but I love The Force Awakens. So, sure, um, sure. You know, yeah. I think it was the most appealing to to a larger audience. Yeah, um, 
And 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 we saw the last Jedi take some risks, and whether or not they pay mm-hmm. off is you know a point of view thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that we've seen that that total limit in creativity, and I think that that uh, attention to story and continuity has been there since the beginning. And for me, I wonder if some directors that's, that agree to step onto this think that they have more control than they actually do. And when they mm-hmm. get when they get into the situation, they realize, okay, so I have creativity to do this, but I still have to do it around this story aspect. <laughs> like, right? I think that might be limiting to to some people, understandably. Um, mm-hmm. But also, from a Lucasfilm point of view, I have to understand that they need to keep this stuff straight and they need to be able to to do this stuff so that not only it exists within the confines of what's happening now, but it can also exist in the confines of what's happening five years from now in media that they plan to produce. Right. Yeah. And I don't think plan, I think they definitely need to have a, a good solid plan going forward. Yeah. And, and, Two more main things for me on this. Uh, like, first of all, I don't think that, and and this is a little bit speculation on my part from mm-hmm. stuff that I've heard and read. I don't think that that type of uh, story control existed back in the day of the expanded universe and, and and things of that nature. Right. And because of that, that led to a lot of inconsistencies and a lot of issues. Um, Which is probably why they had the to just kind of call the EU legends and recanonize everything yeah. for that reason, I'm sure. Yeah, for that reason and for the reason, you know, the, they want to tell their own stories. which Tell I can't. their own stories and create their own sure, yeah, yeah. thing. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't think that that level of story control existed back then, uh, which led to a lot of issues. And yeah, so you're, I think you're absolutely right. It has to exist now. And I don't know that some directors are comfortable with working around those limitations. Not to say that that happened here, but I could see that being an issue, um, you know, with with some people on that. Mm -hmm. And my second feeling on this is I don't know that Star Wars needs big name directors to step in. I think they need the right people to step in. Yes, I absolutely agree 100% with you because I think the tendency from Kathleen Kennedy has been to go out and get the big name directors, the the hot hands, so to speak, of uh, you know, that are the big names and, and be like, oh, we're, we want you and we want you and we want you, but without really vetting them um, and making sure that the right director um, for that story that they're telling. Right. So I think they need to do a better job of that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... This leads me to to the question of um, Kevin Feige. Do you and and do you think first of all before I get into that, <clears throat> do you think this story is still going to happen? Do you think we're going to see the the Jedi origins, the Sith origins, and Old Republic type of stuff? Do you think that's still going to happen? So yeah, uh, I don't know about the Jedi origins. I, I, the, right. It, it sounds like because that's before you know Jedi origins is, would kind of be before. Yeah, you the old Republic time. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I don't know how they would 
I don't know how they would do that in in a new canon situation. I guess that could be. I guess that could be open for discussion. Sure, um, but it seems like that would be a precursor to even an old Republic mm-hmm. stories. So, uh, whether or not that still happens, I don't know. Like it, it, it sounds like uh, it sounds like it's not happening. Right, but I could also see a situation where I think it's early enough in, in that cycle to still. Uh, save that movie for lack of a better word. I don't know if save mm-hmm. is the right word. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's still three years out at this point. I right, would say yeah, that that's so. plenty of time to find somebody uh, to, to direct that story in the next couple months. And yeah, because still I, get I it think, going. I think like star Wars has, has mined the, time period that we're in right now quite a bit so you know talking about like um especially the time around the original trilogy and and they're going to do that that, even more in disney plus with um you know with obi-wan with um with cassian Mm -hmm. with those series um so you know really if we think about it we can either go back in the timeline or ahead in the timeline so um we're in between i I, 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 I want to see old republic stuff i think it'd be great yeah those Um, 30 years in between jedi and um force awakens are still ripe for the yeah that's that's a good time period to mine as well i think maybe mandalorian will start start into that storytelling i hope yeah for sure so do you think kevin feige is going to be doing what Benioff and Weiss were do- going to do, or do you think he's going forward in the timeline? You know, post I don't know. episode nine. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know if he's going forward or back. I don't know, but I don't think he's doing. I don't think he'll be taking over the Benioff and Weiss story. Uh, and okay, I, and fair I, enough. And I don't think now, do that you... his movie is going to be the one that hits in twenty twenty two either. I think he's just got too okay. much right now. I mean, he's just taken over all of Marvel. Uh, yeah. You know, not just not just the MCU anymore. He's right now. It's all Marvel. Yep, comics, TV, movies, everything. Not to mention Phase Four is kicking off in the in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think he's just got too much right now, and I don't think that him stepping in to do that movie in 2022 is 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 going to happen. I think that's a little farther down the line. Yeah, you're probably right. So um, hopefully we're still going to get a Star Wars movie in, in I think 2022. Yeah, and I still um, think that we're getting a, a, an Old Republic movie too. Maybe not the Jedi Origins, but I still think that the Old Republic's happening. Uh, I it, it was interesting because it sounds like uh, the Old Republic, which which we thought Benioff and Weiss were doing Old Republic. Everyone kind of was leaning that way. It almost sounds yeah. like those are two different projects at this point, and I'm not sure if that's misinterpretation or if um or if that's actually real but it almost sounds like yeah they it, could be it almost could sounds be two like different the things. old republic and the jedi origins were separate projects and it sounds like the old republic is still still on the table so yeah good i definitely hope to see that so yeah anything else on this story our main news topic of of the week uh not that i have not that i know of no okay um <clears throat> so yeah we'll see what the future holds for star wars and you know, I, I just hope again, we, we get some, a good solid plan of moving forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is not, is not Marvel and it can't be treated the same way, but I think we definitely want to see a good plan going forward and, and just some connectivity, you know, between the, 
movies yeah. and everything. So. Yeah. Um, are you ready to break down the Rise of Skywalker trailer with me? All right. Let's get into reviews. My disappointment in your performance cannot be overstated. Okay, awesome. So moving on to our next section, which is the kind of reviews and looking at the Rise of Skywalker trailer, the Mandalorian trailer. Um, <clears throat> so I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to you in, in great detail about the Rise of Skywalker trailer. And, um, you know, I, I watched it live during Monday Night Football. Um, and then I watched it a few more times on YouTube after that. Um, and I love this trailer. I don't know what your initial reaction was to it. I, it got me very excited. I, I kind of loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same. Very excited. Uh, yeah. You know, for me, this was, this is kind of like, I always viewed this as a movie that had to get me back into Star Wars. And I don't know if that's true or not anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, this for me. And I, and I think for a lot of people, it kind of is also, uh, but the, but yeah, the tone of this trailer, uh, some of the some of the scenes and some of the little details, uh, they're definitely intriguing. It's just a lot of people are talking. It seems that like there's a lot of excitement around it. So I think that I think that the trailer was perfect. I think it did everything it had to do. Me too, uh, and I I trust JJ. I you know he started. I, mm -hmm. I love that he gets to finish this trilogy. He started yeah. it. He gets to finish what he started. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of taking the words from Kylo Ren. Um. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think he is very aware of the split in the fandom and wanting to kind of make a satisfying conclusion and tie a lot of things together, answer a lot of questions, you know, kind of bring the fandom back um, to a more united front. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> so I guess that leads me into my first question, which is how much are we going to see in this movie that's that's brand new and how much are we going to see that's nostalgia or old things and and even just starting with the planet itself so like the first shot um we have ray kind of running through the the jungle or forest type setting mm -hmm. looks like she might be training and kind of drops this um, rebel helmet and my first thought was this is this is endor um but then the more i got to thinking maybe it's an, an entirely different planet and a new planet so yeah. what, what were your thoughts on that i think it's endor i i saw some uh, i saw some discussion that it could be even yavin which kind of makes sense some of the terrain you know maybe looks a little more like yavin um yeah but but yeah i, I kind of lean towards endor i guess but, mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, and I mean, I could, I could definitely see it, it being Endor, and, you know, they go back there. It was, you know, obviously a significant place where the Rebels got their, their, their victory in Return of the Jedi. Um, I could all, but I could see it being a completely, entirely different planet, too. Um, so I don't want to, like, um, you know, kind of set my mind on one thing. I think one thing that J.J.'s done is with his mystery box that he tends to create um, is just, I think everything that happens that we've seen so far from the footage could go one way or it could go a different way. You know, it could be a number of possibilities. Right. Um, so I definitely want to keep my mind open to those possibilities. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of lean towards Endor just because of, you know, there's the wreckage and all that stuff. And then you also see wreckage of the throne room and, and stuff like that. And that calls back to, 
uh, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi. For sure. Uh, Definitely. So I could kind of maybe seeing almost, I could actually maybe see that this, some of the story takes place around some of the different moons of Endor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, I would, you know, I would, some of that, I would like to right, see that in um, some of that second Death Star debris, kind of, debris kind of spreading around uh, to some of those moons. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So, a little bit after we see this kind of, you know, Ray running through here, um, we hear Finn's voice, and um, he talks about, and I don't, I don't have the exact quote, but him talking about them having a connection. It's a feeling. He feels like the force brought mm-hmm. them together. I mean, I'm assuming he's talking about he and Ray, but I mean, you know, I'm not sure, but um, it just begs the question for me, do you think Finn is force sensitive or do you think that um, it's just kind of a feeling of, you know, kind of fate or destiny? I just think um, it's a fate or destiny feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Finn yeah. It's one of those things me, I was wondering about. Yeah. Finn for me has always been that Han Solo type. And we kind of talked about that a little bit before about Han being force sensitive, but I think it's kind of right. the same type of character and gets lucky sometimes. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's any more of a, a force sensitive situation than just kind of talking about fate and, and, and things like that. So and just kind of them coming together for a purpose. And yeah, yeah, I tend to agree yeah. with you on that. I, I mean, if, if we found out the Finn was force sensitive, I'd be absolutely okay with it um but but i think i kind of lean towards your your thoughts on that one yeah um so the next uh shot that i kind of had a question about is we see ray mm-hmm. jumping from like one location to another mm-hmm. um and she kind of takes this leap from the the forest atmosphere onto like what might be the inside of the remains of the death star wreckage yeah um right. so my question about this is is this just a really cool transition shot or is she like traveling through the force? Because I heard some possible rumors about like, um, I don't know if it was called like force flash fights or something like that, where, you know, Ray and um, Kylo Ren were kind of connected through the force and, mm-hmm. and could touch each other's hands in the last Jedi, even in different locations. So do you think this is just a cool transition shot or like, she's actually like able to go from one location to another through the force? Hmm. I think it's transition shots. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I think that would be, you know, pun intended a big leap um to take and mm-hmm. I think I'd rather it be just a cool transition shot and 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 I don't know how I feel about uh that force ability, I guess. Yeah, I think that maybe I'm I'm kind of with you. I think that might be a, a step too far. Right. Yeah, so, I would I would tend to agree. So yeah, I, I would hope it's just uh, a transition. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think we're we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Um, my next question that came up is in the trailer we see um, you know the the Death Star wreckage we see um, Ray kind of facing down Kylo Ren and I guess my next question is where is the Death Star wreckage? Um, but I think this question was actually answered and confirmed and i don't know if you if you saw that or not that they confirmed the planet that the death star wreckage is on or the moon rather Have, did you hear this i don't think so but if you say it, it might, it might ring a bell okay so uh, apparently um it is a kind of a an ocean moon called kefir uh, yeah 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 yeah. i did see that yep um so ruined my uh 
Camino theory, but that's okay. Yes, it did. It really it threw your Camino theory right out the window, <laughs> and and it also kind of ruined my sort of like, okay, I thought this wreckage was on Endor, but but like you said, maybe yeah. it's a moon of Endor. It's in the prox close proximity, um, and that could be what it is. Yeah, I mean, how how cool would it have been to go back to Camino though, right? It would have been cool. The whole, and I mean, the especially if you, if you bring in cloning and, and stuff. The Empire, you know? you know, the Empire destroyed the Caminoans to hide all the, you know, the, the, to stop, uh, hide, hide their cloning history, that type of stuff. Think about it, that would have been cool, right? That would have been cool. Yeah, I still want it. Yeah, it's, I, 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 don't, I don't mind that. Um, And I think we'll talk a little bit about cloning here in a little bit in one of my questions. Um, But... <laughs> I guess my, I love the line that Ray says that no one knows me. Um, you know, everybody's telling me, you know, they know who I am. I'm paraphrasing. Um, but, but no one really knows me. And then, you know, Kylo Ren steps up and he says, but I do. Um, so I just, I love that. Um, I love the whole storyline behind Ray's identity. I, I think this, I think this movie in a lot of ways is going to be Ray's identity yeah. and who is Ray, you know, are we going to learn more about, who she really is mm. and, and what her identity is. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely, uh, I've, I've been saying since the last Jedi that I don't think that the, that explanation was totally accurate. And so, yeah, I definitely think that her origins and possibly family history are even more in depth are explored even more in depth uh, than they have been already. So. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think there's definitely more to her story and her identity and, um, you know, I think a lot of it's going to be about her kind of figuring out who she is mm -hmm. and we're going to get those answers. Mm -hmm. Um, another shot that really stood out to me in this trailer is, uh, the kind of the emperor, what I'm, I'm assuming is the emperor's throne. Um, yeah. and what was interesting about that, that you pointed out to me was it was actually a Ralph McQuarrie, um, illustration I that he loved that came up with for um you know I the original trilogy which is awesome right. yep i love that that fact yeah i mean i think jj abrams has he's has, done that, did that with force awakens mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. he's done that before i love that he does that yeah me too I, I just love incorporating those original illustrations into the the art for the sequel trilogy so yeah i just love the look of that yeah there's a since we kind of talk about disney here there's the there's this old saying in Disney uh, Imagineering, which is their kind of engineering department that comes up with all, a lot of the, the rides and, and technology stuff that they use in parks and things like that. And there's a saying that uh, no good idea ever dies, right? Yeah. And I I see that sometimes in this in this stuff, using old art uh, to, to bring that back, to, to use it in fresh ways. Uh, when Absolutely. It, when it fits, because maybe it didn't fit back then. Uh, but right but now it does but now it does so yeah I love that's that. excellent yeah yeah um i think they did that too with like uh vader's castle on mustafar and rogue one yeah right which w was an original from from ralph mccrory as well so mm -hmm. i love that stuff yeah i figured you'd appreciate it as well yep um so the next thing we hear is palpatine saying long have i waited and now you're coming together is your undoing so yeah. I love that line, and I and again, I'm assuming it means Ray and Kylo Ren coming together, Ray and Ben Solo, however you want to look at it. So, how does Palpatine come back? I think that begs this question. You That's know, is, question, right? is is he created clones of himself, like kind of in what storyline was that in Legends, or you know, 
Was it like a Dark Empire type of yeah. thing? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, where he had, maybe he has clones of himself or, you know, in some contingency. And I think we saw a lot of hints to his contingency and like the, the aftermath trilogy and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's one possibility. Um, he, it could be that his spirit kind of latched on to something, um, kind of like a Voldemort type situation, maybe, um, you I, know, where yeah. to be that's how he comes back. That that's, yeah. If, if I were to guess, I think that's the one that I latch on to. Okay. So you're going with that. I think I'm going with that too. And I, I think, Especially because in a later scene we see um, Ray and Kylo Ren and sort of destroying what might be the the Vader's helmet or the shrine to Vader, possibly. So, or his helmet, you know. And and my question right, is, okay, right. did did Palpatine's spirit like latch onto Vader's helmet or something like that? So that's kind of where my mind goes, but I have no idea. But that was just yeah. kind of a wild thought I had. Yeah. Uh... I I tend to think that, especially uh, when you look at the end of Return of the Jedi, where you know the where Palpatine dies and is thrown off the cliff. Yeah. And you have all those weird blue. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can see something like that being explained as that's how Palpatine's spirit ex- escaped all that. Um. Right, you, you know, you can see all these little blue wispy things coming out of the. Yes, yes. So is that like his which essence isn't, or his spirit, the dark side spirit that's lacking yeah, on? Yeah, right. Which is which isn't like, you know, because there's the whole electricity thing happening. And those things don't mm-hmm. look like electricity. They're they're more spirity, like you know, yeah. wispy, cloudy things. And you know, I, I could see an explanation that that that's something in there is his spirit, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's escaping. Yeah, and, may, that and maybe yeah. like maybe they inadvertently bring him back or something like that. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else about Palpatine that you want to talk about and how he comes back, or is that you pretty good on that? Uh, I'm guessing you're talking about that weird walking thing later. Um, yeah, I you know, and it sort of looks like almost towards the end of the trailer, like right. he's kind of moving slowly towards Ray and she looks pretty, pretty terrified, which, you know, of course, yeah, the emperor's a pretty scary dude. So, and she's also like incredibly taller than her in that shot. Yeah. Or yeah. At least it appears that way. I don't know if that's right. Intentional. I'm wondering if he's like unable to, if he's like sort of in a pretty weak physical state and unable to kind of maybe move on his own or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the next scene that really stood out to me was um, this new character of Babu Frick. I think that <laughs> might be how you say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Working on C-3PO and um, yeah. just 3PO's line of looking at his friends one last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when I started to get really emotional sure. watching this trailer. Sure. Um, that's when I started getting some tears. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, just being honest and um, I think it seems like he's being reprogrammed or somehow he's going to lose his memories and, you know, not be the same three PO for, for some purpose. So yeah, let's um, just get this out of the way. He doesn't die. <laughs> All right. Right. Yeah. He's not going to die. He's, he's not, not blown to bits because no. there is no way that that would have been revealed in the trailer. Absolutely um, not. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's just get that out know, of the just, way. Yeah. Yeah. 
so he's not dying but but he might be a different kind of version or something like that you know yeah, reprogrammed. For sure. um, and yeah and you know earlier trailers with him with the red eyes i think that all is connected to that that part yeah of it. yeah and i love how 3po seems to have a really significant role in this movie mm -hmm. um you know, I think he's really serving a purpose and, you know, pro protocol droids interpret things and that's their main, you know, function. So I think him having to decipher or interpret something, um, <clears throat> you know, I think that'll be pretty neat to see. So, yeah, for sure. Um, now, if I had a favorite shot in this trailer, it would have to be um, Kylo and Ray facing each other in the throne room. Okay. Um, I just love the shot. I think that's a great use of nostalgia. Just looking mm -hmm. at the, the the throne room from the Death Star remains, and you see the the Emperor's kind of seat in there and everything. Yeah. I just love that shot. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite shot from the trailer that you kind of took away from it? Yeah. Uh, that ice planet iceberg. Oh yeah. Type, type looking thing. Uh, love that shot. That's the kind of scenery that I've been dying for in Star Wars. Uh, yes. Throughout the last five years, and uh -huh. haven't just really seen something got, different. Yeah, it, I'm a little tired of desert planets. A little tired it of desert snow forests. You know, we've kind of been kind of limited to that stuff. Ice, snow, salt, whatever you want to call it. It all looks yeah. the same. I'm tired of that type of scenery. And uh, right, I love, I love that shot. That's what I've been waiting for. So yeah, I'm with you, and I'm I'm wondering if that's kind say of where what you want about the prequels. where the emperor's hiding out, basically. Yeah, say what you want about the prequels, but the different ecosystems on different planets that you saw in those movies were oh yeah they really expanded the the yeah. star wars universe you know i'm really happy to, to see something like that again i'm with you i'm with you um a couple of more things i want to talk about before we end our talk here on the trailer is um just kind of the dagger that we see in ray's hand if you look closely mm -hmm. um and and what that might be mm -hmm. um you know is is that I was just—it's just curious to see Ray with a dagger, right. um, and I don't know what that means, you know, and what that what that is about. But did you have any thoughts on that? Um, initially, no, uh, and I don't want to get too far into this, but I did read some things, and I might probably should. So it might read. be a little spoilery. Yeah, so I don't know if I want to dive okay, into so what we'll... I think that means because yeah, I think that I might know what that means but i don't want to okay. i don't want to get into that but yeah it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing and uh it has to have some major story implications because there's no other reason for her to have a dagger okay right yeah so we'll, uh, we'll just say that <laughs> right definitely um yeah so we'll we'll avoid that for right now since you know there are some leaks out there that we want to try to avoid and everything um so that we don't have things spoiled for us and, and whether and or not like our audience if anybody's listening yeah it, it, right yeah so the last thing that i want to talk about when it comes to this trailer is um the end we see ray and we see her looking at somebody or something and we hear luke say the force will be with you and leia then ends the quote leia by saying says always <laughs> leia says it. yeah I, I love it i absolutely love leia saying that and um i think that's perfect mm -hmm. and i just love the idea and i don't know if this is what's happening here but i love the idea of ray kind of being visited by force ghosts whether it's luke leia whether you know I if leia has passed on at this point to the force it, um i think it might be both yeah. 
it could be both it could be and there could be other force ghosts that show up in in this movie maybe yeah, yoda right, maybe, right. you know obi-wan anakin who knows mm-hmm. um but i just love we this need idea to have of, a theory episode before skywalker drops because like yes I, let's I, do that i've been reading and i have some interesting ideas and I, we, we need to have a full show about that here so we're just gonna we'll deep dive into speculation and theories yep. we'll try to speculate responsibly but we'll, we'll do some theorizing. Nah, I like heck it. with that. Heck with that. We're just gonna go all out. <laughs> We're gonna go wild I, with it. I'm gonna go all out. I don't care all if right. you do it or not, but I'm gonna. I'm ready for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, the end of that trailer just was again really emotional for me, and you know, thinking about Carrie um, mm-hmm. and her her passing away, but kind of the in the line from the Last Jedi that I love is "No one's ever really gone." Um, that Luke says to Leia, and it gets me every single time. Um, and just this idea of, you know, these kind of legends living on through the Force, and I think we have to see some Force ghosts. And and, and it reminds me of <clears throat> the end of Deathly Hollows Part Two, okay, where Harry is kind of visited by all the people in mm-hmm. his life that sure. have sacrificed themselves for him or passed away, and they kind of. Um, give him some extra needed courage to face Voldemort. Um, so I, I would love to see that here. So that was my thought on that. Yeah. Okay. So anything else on the trailer? Uh, no, not for me. Covered okay. it pretty good. Well, I loved it. I'm so excited to see episode mm-hmm. nine. It can't come soon enough. And this trailer just kind of cemented that for me. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're getting pretty low on time here. Um, so I don't know if we want to dive really deep on the Mandalorian trailer, but did you want to give just kind yeah, of yeah? Let's talk about it. I mean, it, it's it's another a little great, reaction to it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's another yeah. great trailer. I love the mm-hmm. tone that's being conveyed already. Uh, I mean, it looks like the budget in this is like it's 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 movie level production on this stuff. Yeah, I think it's, I want to say it was about 10, 10 million or so per episode. I think the total budget was like around that. 100 million. So it's, that's significant. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks uh it looks amazing. I'm very excited uh, for for the 12th. We're recording this on the 2nd, so this is uh T-minus yeah, we're like 10, 10 days, days out. for us, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's unreal. Um yeah. Yeah, I got to say, like, you know, initially when I heard of The Mandalorian, I was like, I don't know much about Mandalorians. You know, I, I haven't watched a whole lot of Clone Wars. I mean, okay. and I can't okay. wait to go back through that. Um, So I don't know a ton about Mandalorians. I wasn't overexcited about it. Yeah. Um, But seeing more and more gets me more and more excited. And just hearing Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni talk about their process in creating this show um, is what gets me really excited because – you know, and I sent you that link yeah. to um, the press conference they did. And, and Favreau really talks about just like his approach to it was, OK, I want to appeal to those fans that have put their time and effort into being a Star Wars fan, their time into canon reading and consuming all that media and pulling stuff from there and just kind of pulling it all together. So I want I want to kind of create a show for those fans, but then also for the general fan who's coming at at it with no knowledge um and just being a new fan so um and and that made me very excited i also love to see in this trailer just some of the callbacks to like prequel era stuff like this oh yeah for sure battle super battle droid in the background and one of the creatures um that he tangles with kind of reminds me of the creature from attack of the clones when they were on geonosis Mm -hmm. um they, they so, reused one stuff of, like one of, that. Yeah, they reused one of the uh, Clone Wars ships that were on Kashyyyk. 
Yeah, that yeah. too. I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is really going to be a show for the for the fans. I think it's going to be a love letter to fans. And um, you know, this trailer got me excited. I think this trailer really expands upon the trailer that came before it. I think we see a little bit more of everything that they kind of teased in the in the first one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited to to watch it together and then and then break it down the day after. Yeah. So for sure. Very yeah. excited. All right. Um anything else for this uh first episode of From a Certain Point of View? I I think we can wrap it up here, right? Right. Um so I you know, I loved our chat today. I look forward to doing this on a weekly basis and um just having someone to talk Star Wars with and I've really enjoyed this, sir. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you to all of our loyal listeners. Absolutely. So thank you guys out there if you're I listening, and I hope you stick with viral. us. And this is going viral tonight. I know that. Going viral. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so do we end this with uh, you know, a tagline, may the force be with you, something like that? How do we, how do we end this up? Uh, uh, that's a great how about, question. How about I say That's the force will be question. with you and you say always? Can we do like a Luke and Leia type of thing? I'm not going to be your Layla. <laughs> your Leia. Please be my Leia. All right. Will you I'll do be, it for me? I'll do, I'll do it for you this week, yeah. All right. The force will be with you. Always. The force will be with you. Always. Always.